and find someone that does get energy and does like to do the things that you don't like. Yeah. I think that's really the first person you need to hire. Uh, and then once you're bigger, it's more strategic. Do a proper exit interview so that like the offboarding of someone is as important as the onboarding. Well, hello, hello. Hello. Kuhn, Sam, how are you doing today? Feeling good, are you? Yeah, yeah, we're good, we're good. I'm we're excited good. for another episode of The Founder's Diary. Me too. And the topic today is how do you hire... How do you fire and how do you keep people until they retire? Well, that's uh, that's a nice saying. Did yeah, you yeah. practice it? <laughs> <laughs> I may have practiced it a little bit. <laughs> but uh, for real, I think a difficult part about starting a startup is you obviously need to have people. So I would love to walk through the journey of like, what was it like hiring the first employee here at Instant? Um, yeah, the first employee is always a big thing. Uh, because that changes the dynamic. Uh-huh. Um, maybe some background information with the previous company. Uh, we were able to take some of the people with us to Instant. So when we started Instant, we were with a team of 12, 12 11. 12, 11. Something like that. So with Instant, it was from the get-go, we were there. Uh, but looking even more back, um, yeah, the, the first person always changes the dynamic mm-hmm. the most because then everything that happens you discuss well then with the three of us and then suddenly a new person comes in which mm-hmm. means how you communicate who you communicate with changes a lot mm-hmm. um, and also your own role mm-hmm. um, I think whether it's the first one or now we're with 30 people with every person that comes in I think especially for the founders your job changes because yeah. it's in the, especially in the beginning, it's always something you did yourself. So let's say Kuhn did uh, sales outreach, mm-hmm. but then we hire someone to do the outreach. That means that Kuhn is not going to do it anymore. So the job changes. And that's with every new person that comes in, the job changes of the founders, uh, which is a good thing, but you also need to get used to it. I can imagine like it has to be very flexible and strange to suddenly yeah. have like all these people and yeah. maybe look back six months ago and your team of X amount is now doubled. Yeah, and bringing someone on board means, means also financial responsibility, yeah. right? I think as a founder, you're still pretty flexible, but if you take someone on a contract, you need to pay that person every single month. Mm-hmm. No, no excuses, because otherwise you jeopardize someone's financial situation. So I think it's also a really big responsibility to have full-time employees under you, because yeah, you take care of them basically, and they take care of the task and the business. Yeah, I guess maybe a follow-up question is: obviously, when Instant started, you brought aboard some people from the previous company, but if you're starting a business, um, let's say in this tech space, how do you? decide what are those maybe key roles that you start with because as you said every person you add is a responsibility also is you as the founder to make sure this is somebody that I really need and this is a position which is going to be really critical as we grow like how do you go about thinking what those key Um, starting positions are yeah it depends really on what type of business you start right I think we were a SaaS business and we needed to build a product so Mm -hmm. we had engineering uh, capabilities uh, in well engineering capabilities were the most important thing and then commercials were added uh, later on um, but yeah it, it depends right to think like what are the needs uh, and I think the more 
yeah, mature you become as an entrepreneur, the better you can spot where the business needs to hire someone. Yeah. Or yeah, when you grow bigger, the manager uh, under you decides who to hire. Uh, but it, yeah, it's really dependent on the business where there are needs. And when you're small, you yeah have a lot of flexibility and you can fuck it up sometimes, yeah. right? You can hire uh, someone in marketing, but you actually don't need that person. Hopefully uh, not me. <laughs> yeah, but then you then you make it work, right? Yeah, right. Uh, you, you still hire that person for a reason. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you come to the conclusion, oh yeah, maybe we should, we needed more engineering uh, or, or whatever, yeah. right? But it's the mindset of, yeah, trial and error. Uh, but maybe when you're really at the start yeah uh, so with the two founders three founders or solo yeah. solopreneur uh, i think it starts with really looking at yourself what you are good at what you are bad at acknowledging mm -hmm. what you're bad at and also what gives you energy and what you don't like to do mm -hmm. and then find someone that does get energy and does like to do the things that you don't like yeah i think that's really the first person you need to hire uh, and then once you're bigger it's more strategic as in hey we built a product marketing is strong sales not so strong let's hire more sales it becomes more yeah. strategic but in the beginning it's really well looking at yourself yeah. yeah, it reminds me a bit of a quote that I've heard spit out in many different ways yeah. by people out there that a lot of entrepreneurs suggest, like, I always hire people who are smarter than me. And I think that goes into what you're saying of find what your strengths are and then where are the weaknesses and how can you fill that out, yeah. so to speak? 100%. I think that's always, yeah, the the emphasis you should lay on hiring someone, right? Mm -hmm. Is that person better than me? Can he or she do something yeah. better than I normally do? Um, yeah, I think that's a well-said quote and 100% yeah. <laughs> true. So that's, that's, I, that's one of the biggest lessons I think we learned over the years is mediocre people results in a mediocre business. Mm -hmm. That's just... Really, like that's what it comes down to. Especially when you grow, you can't do everything yourself. You need yeah. really good people that are better at what you do. And a good way to check it, I think, is if you give someone um, an assignment. You, you say, "Can you can mm -hmm. you do this?" Uh, let's say, "Can you figure out like our five top competitors?" And then when he or she comes back with just a list of the five competitors. Like that's also something you could have done yourself. But yeah. if he or she comes back with a list of five competitors and also I looked at their strengths, at their weaknesses, and these are other five indirect competitors, then you really have someone good that takes everything that needs to be done to another level. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of the people that you need. Whatever needs to get done, it always gets done better. And you're always a little surprised like, oh, wow, <laughs> I, I would not have done it this way. Yeah. Uh, then you know the people are smarter than you. I yeah. guess like we also talked in a previous episode about the instant values, like execution and ambition. How do you look for these things when you're hiring? And what would you consider like a good person to hire is at instant? Like what are you looking for? Well, obviously we try to look at the values and if we as founder can identify ourselves with that person, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's, yeah, it's, we have to play it a bit by the ear. There's not a real blueprint by it for it, mm -hmm. but it does 
give you kind of like a guideline on what you look for in that person, right? So if it's, for example, ambition, okay, what does that person do uh, in their free time? Um, but if we talk about execution, all right, how did they do the, the assignment? Was it really just doing something or really going all in and doing way more? So it's yeah, a bit play by the ear. I think in general, there is not a real blueprint yeah. um, <laughs> for it, unfortunately. Uh, but that's also the fun of it, really figuring it out along the way. And I think our values give us a guidance to hire someone. But yeah, you never know it 100%. But True. You, you get fairly close. I think the team we have built now, the talent density is extremely high. I think, yeah, we really, everyone strives to do something great. And I think that's also what we look for in hiring people, right? That they, yeah. do they have that, yeah, that do they really level with the values we have and yeah can they become a great team member yeah maybe you can explain a little bit about like the concept of talent density to people who are unfamiliar with the term i think it's a good one to explain it simple sam already mentioned the um yeah mediocre people gives a mediocre company and mm -hmm. i think yeah having a group of people that is all equally very talented in yeah. their field really yeah creates a a talent dense culture slash company and i think yeah that you also feel that in the air right everything that gets is being done is just really good uh, and i think as a founder you really need to yeah be aware of what it means to be great mm -hmm. and uh, be also aware like what it means that there is a group of people that's really talented but it also ties into another episode we had it's like your own behavior reflects the exactly. within the company if we don't talk about new things or we just sit on our ass every day and uh, mm -hmm. open up a can of beer at four o'clock, well, that's also the type of people you would attract and also the type of culture you establish. And if we mm -hmm. sit down with new people that we hire and we explain our story, yeah, automatically they already resonate with a big and bold ambition. Mm -hmm. And then you can create the assumption that that person is also then talented because mm -hmm. yeah he or she can relate uh, to what yeah in this case we we say yeah i think like talent density i remember first reading about the topic in a book by reed hastings from netflix talking about how they started hiring for netflix and uh maybe the part of the elephant in the room nobody wants to talk about but they talk about a lot in the book is in order to keep high talent density at netflix sometimes it's also about knowing when to part ways with somebody. Yeah. So maybe we can talk a little bit about the less comfortable part of the talent process. Yeah. How do you know maybe when it's time to say goodbye or if it's not working out with somebody, and what I do you do then? Yeah, In that book, it also says that uh, a business or like if you want a talent dance business, yeah. uh, a business is not a family, it's a yes. team. I think and the exact same thing. If you are part of a family, whatever you do, you're still part of the family. Uh, but if you're part of a team and you yeah, screw up things a lot of the time, you are not part of the team anymore. So I think it's really just always assessing uh, people's performance mm -hmm. um, and also just like that you have a good view on whether someone is performing or not. Mm -hmm. um, and when someone is 
underperforming, uh, of course you need to help them. Uh, they need to be aware of it and work on it. But if if nothing works, it's just underperformance on a consistent basis. Then you should really think about: okay, are we? Is this business a family, or is this business a team? And if someone is just underperforming, they cannot be part of the team. And that's just when you have to decide to let someone go. Yeah. And if you don't do it, you will have a team uh, with very good people, not so good people. And that also like disturbs the balance a bit um, to mm. attract people. The people that come here for job interviews, they also feel whether people are really good um, if they meet the team, for example. Like they get a feeling of how good the mm. team is. Uh, and if you keep the underperformance around the overall quality of the team goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's just what with that mindset you have to look at it. Yeah, uh, and then you need to make the decision, of course, to do it. Just yeah. like on a team, like any sort of sports team, being the yeah. American, I love a sports <laughs> metaphor. Like it's all right sometimes if you have a loss, but I think like it's also really important like in a workplace to be open about that and be forthcoming because like you said you can help somebody who is clear and like saying like look this experiment I did it didn't go as planned but this is what we can learn about it or this is what I want to try next or I really want to take a course so I can get better at this I think like like you said it's all about like all of those elements together there's not really like a one size fits all but no and if you decide eventually to make that decision which is obviously yeah. a really hard one because it impacts the team right same mm-hmm. as a football team someone that was always in the field doing good but then not good and then yeah. on the bench right that's also mm-hmm. tough but yeah like you as a company you can only just do the best thing t- for someone to uh, give that person a good financial package um, yeah. and do a proper exit interview so that like the offboarding of someone is as important as the onboarding Mm -hmm. Uh, that you yeah still keep a good name out there uh, that you don't want yeah like you need to part ways but if you do that just do it the best possible way although it Mm -hmm. is shitty you need to do it the best possible way and i think uh, yeah luckily it doesn't happen often but yeah sometimes when it happens yeah you need to do it the best possible way Absolutely, uh, and I do think that uh, although, yeah, that sometimes happens, we do get good feedback of the care that we took for a person after that situation has occurred. It's a good point. A lot mm. of companies spend time on the onboarding, which makes mm. sense. It's a positive thing. New people join the team, uh, but not a lot of companies spend time on the offboarding, mm-hmm. and that makes sense because it's not a nice thing. But I think it's maybe even equally as important yeah how you send someone away versus how you hire them uh so that's a good one like what we yeah basically established in the beginning if we have to do it how do we do it do we make mistakes yes of course but we do like we have put a lot of thought behind it for the person we're firing how can we make the process as yeah smooth smooth as, as possible yeah, yeah. of course define smooth when you're fired obviously <laughs> yeah. but still it's yeah try to do our best yeah and i think having that open feedback culture like you both said about this is what we look for in a team also having that from a founder's level with yeah. thinking about it ahead of time but also like you said with exit interviews trying to figure out how to maybe hire better next time yeah. so you don't have the same situation um, so I guess we've covered how to hire, how to fire, I guess how to keep people for 
around, maybe we can talk a little bit about the employee value proposition of instant. So like uh, the give and the take that you expect and what you get back as an employee at instant, what does instant do to try to keep us all happy and excited well, to work here? I think first of all, I think like I'm like personally proud to already work with a few people already for many, many, many years. Right. Yeah. I think that's something yeah, I'm very proud of, right? I think there's a core group that has been with all the companies for a really long time, mm-hmm. uh, six, seven years almost, right? So that's cool that you can work with, yeah, team members for such a long time. But I think, yeah, we value a good company culture, right? And that's for every company that's different, but we value that we are good to everyone that's within the company. So for example, we have like Irwan, who is our culture manager, who lays yeah. a lot of emphasis on doing things internally within the company Mm -hmm. to make it nice for the people that work here Uh, and i think that's one thing yeah we do as like a fairly small size for a team to have such a person on board but we Mm -hmm. do think it's very important to already invest in that that you yeah that it's we have great team events great team outings just a lot of cool team building activities just to yeah make the group tight and it's not that we do it because it says it in a book. No, it's yeah. it, it says it. We do it because we really, yeah, value the people that are here. So yeah, we want to make it the best possible place. For the, them. O- the other part uh, is, I think, the the work or sort of more performance related. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I want to know when someone joins is what do they want to accomplish. Yeah, and then it's sort of my job to help them get there. And I think that's really how people will stay around uh, if they like can set goals for themselves, whether that's outside the company, inside the company, develop themselves and that we are sort of a support network, that network, it's not a Dutch podcast, <laughs> network, <laughs> um, a support network that yeah basically pushes the people uh, to achieving their goals. So I think that's one of the most important conversations to have, like, what do you want? what motivates you, what excites you, and how can we make sure that you can do more of that? Mm. Um, so yeah, that's... Uh, it's both, it's performance and culture. Yeah. I think yeah. uh, g- trying to get the best out of people, mm-hmm. but also creating an environment where they like to thrive, right? You don't yeah. want to come to an office where it's dirty, warm, no drinks like like you're like okay what is this like i think it, it's it's the complete package right i'm not saying what we're doing is 100 percent good but i think yeah what we try to do um yeah people enjoy uh, and that's yeah that's important that they like to be here and then the yeah and then the performance yeah that goes hand in hand yeah to really get the best out of people I guess, like like you said, you want people to perform their best and you want to create a culture where people can be at their best, yeah. if I had to put it in a yeah. little soundbite. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that that's perfectly how I would have said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but maybe that also comes back, we haven't really discussed it, mm-hmm. um, is how to hire good people, but also how to retain them. Yeah. Uh, a mistake that we also made many times, unfortunately, is you think you need someone in the team. Mm -hmm. And so, okay, we need marketing. Uh, You look on Google, uh, marketing job descriptions, you find some nice things, you Mm -hmm. put it on your site, and then you look for that person. Uh, But then he or she joins, 
and like it's it's not really a match they don't really have the skills that you were really looking for and like it happens a lot especially when mm-hmm. you're small hiring your first people uh but it's really important to sort of for yourself as the company have goals for the person you're hiring so if he or she joins what do i want them to accomplish yeah. And I think that journey stays on in order to retain people like every quarter or every year, really look, okay, what does he or she needs to do to add value to the company? Mm-hmm. You can think of it yourself or together. And just that needs to be like an evolving process also for people that they like the work they do, that they mm-hmm. can perform. Uh, and also you just, yeah, how to hire and retain people. I think that's one of the, the keys. And where do we found people? Yeah. Where do we find them? Yeah, if you want to work at Instance, this is where they're going to find you. We're dropping the T right now. <laughs> Instance.so slash careers. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, um, yeah, Richie, who is our head of talent acquisition, mm-hmm. I think is uh, yeah, a, a master in uh, fishing on LinkedIn. So I think mm-hmm. LinkedIn is like a place where we really try to approach candidates. So mm-hmm. obviously we have open um, vacancies and people can apply, but we do have a yeah, process where we really go after good people, right? That we mm-hmm. go drop into their inbox and yeah, tell them our proposition. So I think we hire always a lot of people that still work somewhere mm-hmm. and that we yeah, scoop them away. <laughs> we steal them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess sometimes that's what you have to do, though. And uh, I guess if it's a good opportunity, it can be hard to say no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, and it's approaching, but also making sure that you as a company, um, that people want to sort of contact you. And that's the whole yeah. employer brand thing. I think that can be a whole other Se- episode. Separate episode. Yeah, but definitely. It, that's, that's also a key that people feel like, okay, it's maybe they we approach you, maybe they find it themselves but when they go to the site or the socials or whatever that they feel excited about the company and they actually mm-hmm. want to um talk with us i think that's can be a whole nother episode but that's <laughs> also uh, employer branding is yeah. uh, also very important to find uh, talent yeah. but maybe for another time so yeah we'll have to chat about that in more depth because i'm very curious about your thoughts on that uh thank you again for another great episode i guess remember if you want to work at instant uh, <laughs> check out us at instant.so yes yes uh, that's the place to go and uh, thank you both thank yes, you thanks for listening Bye-bye. bye bye